as Love much as possible. I hope that helps. It really does, Doc. Um... Welcome to Emerging Ease, where we will focus on unraveling the difficulties in the midst of our journey and move toward forward progress. This program is not meant to replace any form of therapy, and you are encouraged to seek out a mental health professional if necessary. Um, oh, welcome to Emerging Ease. This is Keisha. Um, I wanted to let you know, hey, if you want to call in to ask any questions about the topic today, uh, please feel free to call 646-929-0130. Also, you can always put questions in the chat box. Um, you can send an email to me directly at emergingease at gmail.com um, today or throughout the week. You can also reach out and connect with me on Emerging E on Facebook. Uh, two separate words on Facebook all together on uh, uh, Gmail. Also, if you are interested in advertising or you know someone that has a business that uh, needs an advertising platform, please have them reach out to labachelor40 at gmail.com. All right, so come on in and let's start with today's topic, dealing with difficult family members. We have the holidays rolling in next week, first of which is Thanksgiving, and follow closely, because as a child, I never realized how close Thanksgiving and um, Christmas were, but I mean, literally, it's like one comes and goes, and the other one is right there at the door. So we're going to talk today about dealing with uh, difficult family members how to navigate those types of interactions. Many families have um, some type of dan- dynamic, and I'm not saying all, that many, have some type of dynamic that is kind of uh, stressful uh, during holidays, whether it's a sibling stress, a parent-child interaction stress, a grandparent stress, uh, aunt. Some, most, almost every family has that one honor uncle that kind of lives on the outskirts of creating some type of stressfulness in any type of get-together. So we're going to talk about that. Also, um, just kind of thinking, if your family is at this point, this may be their first, your first time being in close proximity if you guys are all getting together. Um, just in a little over a year. Um, so it's some stressors may have dissipated. Some may have intensified during that uh, separation. So we'll talk about how to look at that and really how to refocus yourself to make sure that you're making um, appropriate choices with your interaction with those family members, uh, making sure that you're not contributing to whatever uh, the negativity could possibly be. Um, So first, uh, I want to kind of talk about looking at the big picture. What is the true stress in the the interaction, family interaction? Is it something that happened 20 years ago and nobody really knows what happened, but everybody's still upset about it? A lot of families have that. And every time I think about that dynamic, it makes me think back to the boondocks 
I hope y'all watched the Moondogs. I loved it. And they were having, I think it was Thanksgiving dinner, and there was an argument over the gravy boat. Nobody understood why there was an argument over the gravy boat. The whole family separated. One part of the family went one way. The other part of the family went another way, all over a gravy boat, okay? So, and nobody really understood what the issue was. And so if your family is holding on to something like that, your interaction in that, for one, don't use this time uh, of getting back together with family, especially if your family is getting together, to attempt to be the one that tries to resolve everything with everyone, okay? Use this time to enjoy the time that you can. Now, maybe, maybe and hopefully there's the ability to refocus on what is the purpose of this getting together, what is the purpose of this time of year, to kind of reflect over the things we've really survived um, over this past year, the things that we have accomplished, and um, the things we've rebounded from, okay? So it's not, especially with this coming Thanksgiving, it's not a time to focus on, well, I'm still mad at you because you took my favorite toy back when I was two, and I have never forgiven you about it. At this point, let it go. If it's something that you can just let it go, especially if you're holding any animosity, just let it go. So many people have lost uh, so much and even become brand-new people in this time of COVID that why do we need to keep holding on to past hurt, especially if it's something that is trivial or something that nobody even remembers just say, remember, we should be angry, okay? So um, tell yourself that I'm not the only one in this struggle. If you're having a difficult interaction, other people are too. Tension um, is something that spreads faster than you can believe. The tension that children can pick up on, the tension that other adults pick up on, and especially the adults that may be very protective or close to you and your family, they may then develop the same type of tense interaction you have just because they want to protect you or support you. So be mindful of um, however you come into that environment with whatever type of energy you have that can and will transfer over to other people. And do we really want that in this time? This, Honestly, I, I've been encouraging many uh, clients to use this year period as a hard reset. Um, Use it as a reset to refocus on the things that um, mean something to you. If you have family and they're close enough to even just get together, be thankful for that and focus, refocus on that. Just drop all the stuff that you can drop. Some things uh, do need to be addressed, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But things like this, uh, the trivial stuff, let that go. Just let it go. So the next thing is avoid strong emotional reactions by meditation. Oh, shut. So meditation, there are so many different ways to do meditation that I don't really think um, are really discussed at length on a consistent basis to kind of put it out there. Because even as a therapist, my initial thought when I hear the word meditation is a person sitting crisscross applesauce and their thumbs and their uh, fingers are touching in some kind of way. 
and they're just sitting there and they just look at peace and all is well and the psalm and they're at one. Well, not everyone can just jump into that. It's it's a process that's gradual. So with meditation, there's also the uh, spiritual Christian focus side where uh, God tells you, hey, meditate on all that's good, okay? Um, there's the meditation of I'm going to breathe in positivity, exhale negativity. There's the uh, positivity, uh, the focus of, um, kind of playing out the day through your imagination. What What is it going to be like? What's it going to feel like? What's it going to smell like? Who's going to be there? All those things, the, all the components that will go into whatever uh, gathering or event you're going to, and, and making it look in your mind the way you would want it to turn out. Because when you uh, refocus your energy like that, instead of assuming, oh, well, Aunt blah, 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 or uncle so-and-so or cousin so-and-so is going to be there, and I know they're going to come in drunk, they're going to come in high, they're going to try to take all the leftovers home, and they didn't even contribute. Don't focus on that. Let that go. Focus on how how would you want it to go. Because what that does in your mind and for your body and your emotions, as well as your spirit, is it keeps you in balance. Because when you see even the most small portion of that vision happening, it reinforces, okay, let me stay in my positive uh, lane. Let me stay in my positive focus. Let me stay in positive interactions with uh, those here around me. So being mindful of that to, to do so. Um, with that refocus and maintaining that you're staying on that, that forward thinking, Another thing is to, after you meditate, to allow yourself to accept that positive refocus that you're meditating on and hold on to it tight because, as we all know, you can have the best positive refocus. You can hype yourself up. You can get going, and I'll be dang, the first person you see is the first person that's trying to blow all the positivity back out the door and introduce negativity into your interaction. Hold on to your, to where you are. Do not allow uh, anyone else to change your uh, your space mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually with negativity, okay? Um, that also means if you come in and the first person who walks up to you is the family gossip and, oh, well, let me tell you. No, don't tell me. I don't, I don't even need to know. If it's not something that's going to help me... Uh, maintain my positivity at this point, I don't even want to be introduced to it. I don't want to entertain that. Because maintaining positivity in an environment that has previously been stressful is something that takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication, and you will have to constantly check on yourself. Hey, what are my words doing? What is uh, what is my body language saying? Um, am I avoiding certain people? Do I need to decide, hey, I need to get away from this person for a little while and reset? Make sure you're also taking deep breaths during the interactions that you're having with family. Do that. Now, it's not the big, huge sigh, like, why are you talking to me? But maintain your breathing. Even sometimes, if you have to tune out a little while, do square breathing. Uh, And what square breathing uh, is, is basically uh, metering your breathing. So you do inhale five seconds, 
hold it five seconds, let it out five seconds, inhale five seconds. Do that in a square, okay? Um, with, with that, when you're doing those breaths, not only does it take your focus off of what could be causing frustration or negativity, okay, what could be influencing it, what it's also doing is helping your body get back into a rhythm, for one. It's also helping your brain get more oxygen in, so then that way it can help your thoughts stay more in a rational and focused uh, kind of mindset, okay? So just kind of thinking about that, giving food for thought. Let's see. Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Take a break. I always encourage folks whenever um, dealing with something that is new or difficult or, you know, anything that is not really a, a controlled setting, okay, because basically you don't have control over how other people will interact with you. If it becomes too much, take a break. And the thing with that is sometimes, and I'm speaking uh, right now from um, the perspective of African-American people, sometimes we are so tied into I need to make sure I'm respectful to my elders, to others, to this, that we put ourselves in these tight situations, these difficult situations that we can that we need to take a break from or we need to limit that type of interaction. But due to not wanting to be disrespectful, we keep pressing ourselves. And it's not doing anything positive for us or the other people in that environment, okay? So with that focus, think about this. When we're looking at, hey, I need to be respectful to my elders or to others and this and the other, there's a certain thing about respect that you also have to give credence and respect to self. If you don't feel like this is a good environment for you, how is it disrespectful to say, I need to step out for a moment, okay? Um, in stepping out for a moment, not, a, not only is that a respectful move, it's also self-preservation. Because some people who um, may be triggered, they can't hold it to where they can't say something or do something in response to a slight or even a perceived disrespect. So be mindful of that. If you need to step out, step out. If you need to go take a walk, go take a walk. If you need to go for a drive, do that. But um, don't force yourself to stay in a situation that is doing nothing but triggering negativity and negative thinking for you, okay? So I'm going to take a, a pause right quick. I want to tell you guys about uh, the featured artist for this week. It's Mary J. Blige. Uh, I want to remind you that the featured album is played, uh, or excuse me, the featured album artist is played every Friday from 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, also, I want you to tune in to Whisper Softly. Um, I feel like I should be doing the intro for that, just saying, LA, if, if you look at the spot, I feel like I do that well. So Whisper Softly is every Sunday through Friday from 8 p.m. to midnight. Uh, tune in. It's, it's awesome. It's wonderful. Uh, 
I want to say, um, as far as with Whisper Softly, it makes me think of back when I was younger, teenager, a long time ago. Uh, we used to have shows like The Quiet Storm and all that stuff, and you could call in and dedicate this love song to whoever you had a crush on if you were bold enough to put your name out there. But it makes me think of that. It it brings back that old school feel like, let's listen to some slow jams. So tune into those programs. All right, so back to dealing with difficult family. What what else, what else, what else can we do? Uh, for one, this next one is so amazing to me. And I say it's amazing because it, it makes me think of a book called The Four Agreements by, um, I believe his first name is Don, D-O-N, last name Ruiz, R-U-I-Z, Z is in zebra. It's called The Four Agreements. Many times I encourage clients of mine to read this book, okay? The Four Agreements is awesome. Now, I'm going to tell you when you look at it, if you ever go uh, and pull it up, when you look at it, it's going to be like, Oh, I, I can get through this in a day. That's nothing. You know, the print is a decent size. You don't have to squint. It's not a million pages. It's not speaking in a lot of technical language. But when I tell you, if you take that book and read it, and you take it step by step through those four agreements, and you're actually working, it's going to take you a minute to get through that book. Now, I'm going to also go ahead and tell you, too, if you choose to go get it, I'm going to give you a warning. If you actually take that book and challenge yourself with the things they talk about in that book in the four agreements, you're going to get mad at yourself. You're going to get irritated with other people because what it's going to cause you to do is be truthful with yourself, okay? Being truthful with yourself is one thing that um, – many of us have difficulty with because sometimes we choose the perception that is most comfortable to us. Sometimes we choose the perception that is the easiest for us to uh, digest because it points the least amount of fingers at us or gives us an excuse to why we choose difficult or negative interactions with other people. But that book is amazing. I encourage everyone, every, every, every person to read it. I do. And take it chapter by chapter, step by step, and really challenge yourself. That that book is amazing. Um, he and his son write some of the most insightful books. And like I say, um, it's going to help you, help you uh, become more honest and open and willing to look at self. So this next step, which is actually uh, one of the agreements, is don't take it personally. Now, this is very, very difficult at times, especially when we feel like someone has slighted us in the past or is attempting to slight us currently, like in the moment. Um, With a situation like that, the thing that, and I'm just giving a summation The thing that is talked about in the four agreements is whenever a person kind of comes for you, that has absolutely nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing to do with you. That's their problem. They are coming for you because of some deficit within them. 
you have absolutely nothing you can do with that. There's nothing you can, you know, do to tell that person, hey, you know, because they know. They know it's a problem within them. If you remember being, I would say I think I learned this maybe in first, second grade, um, where a person who's a bully is really hurt on the inside. A person that's doing things that are hurtful to you is hurt on the inside. You have no power over what they're holding on to. Only they do. They Only they know what it is that's being hurtful to them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Only they can choose to do something to then address it and or resolve it in whatever way they need to. And there's absolutely nothing you can do. Now, the thing is, many times what we do as people, especially um, as an African-American, I'm going to go ahead and put us up there in the forefront. As African-Americans, we give people this uh, statement, which is very hurtful to the person that it's about and the people that they're impacting. And that statement is, oh, that's just so-and-so. That's just how they are. It's hurtful to that person because what it allows that person to do is to bury, bury down into those negative interactions and never address anything to resolve them. They Because then they say, well, hey, if you accept me and that's who I am for you, then why should I do anything different? Why should I change? I'm okay the way I am, as hurtful as I am, as hurt as I am. What it also tells the people that are interacting with that person is this person is never uh, going to be um, – encouraged to change, encouraged to improve, encouraged to look at self. So you just kind of got to suck it up and deal with it. And it's, it's hurtful because with those types of interactions and there's absolutely no encouragement or support to change, then these things go on for decades, unchecked in families. So when um, someone is choosing to interact with you like that, if you can, step away from it. Just let them have that. Let them hold on to that negativity. Don't touch not a morsel of that energy. Leave it all there. If they choose to follow you, because sometimes people will become um, aggressive in that you're going to hear me and they just keep following you, then you leave that situation, whether it be walk down the street, get in the car, whatever it is. But, I mean, maintain your physical safety. But do not feed into whatever the source of their negativity is. Because a person like that, I kind of uh, look at like a fruit tree. If they're able to keep giving off bad fruit and people keep taking it, then guess what? That fruit carries seeds with it. And that fruit that you carry off, oh, my goodness. Now you can ready to plant some kind of frustration, negativity, or angst in somebody else's life because you picked up their fruit. And then that, that fruit, that, that seed that falls, is going to bring up um, other negative interactions with other people, okay? And it just continues to breed and breed and breed, just receding itself. So being mindful of that, okay? Um, another thought is instead of always be being interactive 
sometimes it's very helpful for us, especially in our family interactions, but I encourage this in any dynamic that you're in, whether it be at work, with your own family at home, with friends, with your uh, extended family, step back and watch the dynamic. Watch how people interact. Identify is there something in this pattern we have of interacting that is pushing and supporting this negative or difficult interaction. Sometimes body language, if people are made aware of it, can change the whole dynamic of the way a person perceives and receives from others. With that being said, if you step back, you can also taking yourself out of being uh, uh, intertwined with the interaction, you can also look at what is triggering you. One thing that um, I always encourage people to do is stay in tune with you. If something's going on and you begin to something's not right, something's not sitting right, step back and and break it down, okay? Okay. Many times when people say, well, oh, I came in here, now I'm feeling this time or giving yourself time to break down what that how your interaction, what that interaction is doing to you, and therefore why your body is responding like that. Step back, put names to it, put names to the feelings, put, put words to the thoughts, okay? So then that way when and if it comes up again, you're able to better identify it and get to address the situation or the stimulus or the trigger, whatever it is, um, before it becomes something so big and huge that it's either difficult or it seems like it's impossible to address. Um, Another thing that I want to point out before we kind of wind down today is a is being compassionate to other people. Many of us, well, all of us have some type of limitation, okay? Some of us have uh, physical, mental, emotional limitations. Some of us have limitations in the way we interact with people. Either our interactions can come across as very direct or dominant and forceful, and uh, therefore people may tie that with possible hurt, but also uh, when we put compassion in the interactions that we have with people, that means we give people grace, we we identify that, you know, sometimes people make mistakes in the way they address the situation, and it's not to say that person doesn't always identify it, sometimes they can, but many times when things are out there, especially words, you can't snatch them back. So giving that person some grace, because wouldn't you want that same type of grace that you would give that other person? By considering um, the way that person is communicating, instead of going into the situation, let's say they interact with you in a way that you feel is hurtful, and you resent that, pull them to the side and say, hey, can I talk to you right quick? I know you spoke to me harshly in front of the group. But I uh, I would like to speak to you in a different way on on out you know over here in this other room 
because I would like to communicate with you how your interaction impacted me, and I don't want my interaction to impact you in a negative way as I received that interaction from you. What it does is it gives that person the ability to um, receive from you because if you are constantly in a interaction that is uh, kind of adversarial, so therefore they say something to you and they snip at you, hey, I'm going to come back and I'm going to snip at them, and nobody's hearing anybody. Nothing is resolved. Nothing is done. And everybody is still in the same negative place year after year after year. So give that person some grace. Be compassionate. Let them know, hey, um, I want to show you something different, something that you have not shown me. And give that person space to be able to receive from you. Not in a sense that, um, hey, you're going to be perfect at this, but from the perspective of they, meaning the person that's offering the hurt, they wholeheartedly expect you to hand it right back to them. That's what people have done month after month, year after year. So if I get to you before you get to me, then I have the ability to protect myself. Think about it like that. So when you offer compassion, you're showing them something different, something that they can actually do, okay? So I hope everyone's holidays are awesome, are less stressful, uh, more togetherness, more love, more compassion. I want to thank you for tuning in today to Emerging Ease. Um, I look forward to speaking to you all every week. And I uh, encourage you to send any questions, thoughts, comments um, to either the chat room to EmergingEase at gmail.com uh, or call in to the number. Also, if you are interesting, excuse me, interested in uh, advertising with um, Emerging Ease or just Bachelor News Network, please email labachelor40 at gmail.com. Y'all have a good, awesome, positive, forward-moving Thanksgiving. Talk to y'all soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you for taking such a time as this to participate in your personal improvement with Emerging Ease. I'm Keisha, your host. Remember that in everything, there's an opportunity to learn and grow. If you are experiencing a difficult time, please reach out to the National Crisis Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And I look forward to hearing from you next week on Emerging Ease with Keisha.